Good morning, everyone. It's great to be in Lord's uh, in the Lord's presence, especially as a family. I'm different. Guess what? You're different. Thank God. (laughs) I have potential. You have potential. Thank God. I am different. You are different. I have potential, you have potential. Thank God. The topic or the sermon title for today is Different People, Limitless Potential. Different People, Limitless Potential. This is called the diversity wheel. Anybody seen this wheel before? Okay. It's a model that was developed by Marilyn Loden and Julie Rosner. This kind of captures the diversity that each one of us brings. There are different models, but I chose to use this. The other ones are a little complicated. But this, nonetheless, captures the message. The center of the wheel represents internal dimensions that are usually more permanent or visible. The outside of the wheel represents dimensions that are acquired and changes over the course of a lifetime. And the combinations of all of these dimensions influence our beliefs, our values, behaviors, experiences, expectations, and make all of us unique as individuals. So if I am to superimpose myself here, right next to the wheel, you will see that I am both internally, externally different. The same you will find of yourself. So as you can see, these are things I cannot change. I cannot change my age, although I can try. I cannot change my ethnicity, although I can try. It's fixed. For good. But outside, I can change. I can change my income. I can change my language. I can change my religion. I can change my appearance. I'm different today than last week, right? Good. I can change my work experience. I can change my education, I can change my political belief, my family status, organizational role, and so on and so forth. That is me. That makes me unique. That makes you unique. So within our family, each individual is unique. Guess what? 
If I am to compare myself with somebody from my own ethnicity, although we may look alike, we are totally different. I want us to understand that. Because in our differences appears limitless potential. The disciples of Jesus were of different backgrounds. Do you agree? Predominantly they were fishermen. But now when you superimpose each of the disciples onto this wheel, although they were predominantly of the same occupation, work experience or occupation, probably making about the same, they were different. They were different. Just as you and I. In today's reading from John 20, 19 to 31, we read about the disciples together in a room after Jesus' crucifixion. That's what Ashley had read. They were the ones who walked with Jesus, served with Jesus, shared with Jesus, and was ready to go anywhere with Jesus, follow him anywhere. But the crucifixion of their leader, like a condemned criminal, devastated and derailed them. In this group of disciples, it is safe to assume that Peter and John would have been there. Okay? So from the passage, we realize the state the disciples were in. They were in fear. They had the doors locked. They had unbelief. They had doubt, including Peter and John. So different disciples, although they all looked the same, all from the Middle East, all from Israel, all Jews. They were different. Now they were scared. Let's change the frame now. In chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, we read of an incident where Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. They came upon a man, a crippled man from birth, begging for money. Peter heals the man in Jesus' name, preaches boldly to the crowd, and fearlessly proclaims faith and healing in Jesus Christ. Wow. From locked doors, fear, doubt, and unbelief, the frame changes in Acts chapter 3 to boldness, boldly proclaiming healing right in the temple courts and proclaiming boldly. Normal practice, they proclaim, they get arrested. Both get arrested and thrown in jail. Not before, but not before, 5,000 more people were added to their numbers. In Acts chapter 4, 32, 35, which is part of the lectionary reading for today, we see the believers were one of heart and mind, or of one heart and mind sharing their material resources to help others in need. Thus, there were no needy person among them. 
you can see that the potential of this diverse group of believers is limitless. So here you see disciples scared, unbelief and doubt behind locked doors moving to a transformed way of living. They are healing, signs, miracles, wonders, sharing. So how did this small band of 11 disciples, small band of 11 disciples, grow to include more than 5,000 strong group of believers who now realize and exercise their limitless potential? Ask yourself the question, how did the small band of 11 disciples grow to be 5,000? And how did they begin to realize or realize and exercise their limitless potential. Different people, limitless potential. When I sit at the back, I'm often thinking, I'm often visioning that the pews at, in, in, in Elam Chapel, each one of it will be filled with people. Are you with me on that? Let's say an amen loudly. Amen. That's each time I sit back there, each time I walk up, my prayer is, Lord, fill the, fill the pews with your people. You can do it because we are different people with limitless potential. Show us how to exercise it. That's what I'm going to talk about today. Boy, I'm tall. What did they do that we can learn from them? It worked for them. They spent time with the risen Lord Jesus, building faith to conquer faith, fear. They spent time with the Lord Jesus, building faith to conquer fear. Fear is real. Fear is real. We cannot kill fear. It's a good thing we have fear that makes us human. But we can conquer fear. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Jesus, after he had risen, spent time with the disciples to build up their faith in him. Forty days he was with them. For us, we need to read the word of God, not just supplemental resources. I'm not talking about the daily bread that you get. I'm not talking about commentaries. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, interpretation of the scriptures. I'm not talking about messages. No, I'm talking about the pure word of God. Whether it be electronically or in print. I'm talking about that. And it's a sad thing that very few of us spend time reading the pure word of God. Either electronically or in print. I have it close to my heart electronically. Nothing prevents me from taking it out when I am in need to look at it and read. Nothing. So, find ways to spend time reading and meditating on just the Word of God. Find ways. 
We are creative people. We are different. We have got creativity. Find ways to spend time reading, meditating on just the word of God. As some of you, I have a little Bible in my car which I keep. Some of you may also have that practice. And I make it a point. I, sometimes I drive to work early. I park in the lot. And then before I go into work, I quieten myself, open up the scripture, print copy. I like print. And I read. Sometimes the Lord places something on my heart to read. I read it then and there. Try it. You walk in with faith. Sometimes I have things on my mind that needs to get done at work and fear grips me. But I need to conquer that fear with faith. Where does that faith come? Not by listening to a message, but by reading the pure word of God. Supplementals are helpful, but they're just supplementals. And I found that makes a difference as I walk in. I've got the word of God in me. I proclaim that word of God. You can see the situation change. You can see the grace of God fall upon you. You can see favor. And the job that I was concerned about gets done beautifully. Winning favor from the people around me. Build faith to conquer fear. But it has to be built. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. They spend time in prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In John 16, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is the counselor. He will guide us into all truth and will make known to us the will of God. I'm not going to get into the details of the, of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's another, another you know, uh, session altogether. But the takeaway from this is we need to spend time to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that the wonderful counselor who is in us can guide us in the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So that the wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit, who indwells in us, can guide us in the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Life gets so busy. Our life gets so busy. From time to time, we wake up, and keep running till we hit the sack. Yeah? Yeah. Till we hit the sack. Not a minute to spare for uninterrupted and non-distracted time of prayer. I understand and I struggle with it too. However, we have to find creative ways to get that time. And I have found a few which I'm not sharing here. You find your own creative ways. <laughs> so find ways to make time to pray. Find ways to make time to pray. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. 
so that we are not giving God the least best. I should mention here that sometimes the Lord may place on your heart a burden or a persistent nudging for a time of prayer as a church family. I will repeat that statement because it's important. The Lord is taking this church family through a time of bringing us together in prayer, in praying for one another. Do you agree? Yes, the Lord is going to do wonderful things in our midst. Because we are different people with limitless potential because the Spirit of God is in us and is here. So I should mention that, I'd mention here that sometimes the Lord may place on your heart a burden or a persistent nudging for a time of prayer as a church family. If that is what is on your heart, please don't ignore it. Please do not ignore it. Bring it to the attention of Pastor Justina or one of the elders. Please. The Lord loves and cares for his children and he may be calling us to pray as a family so that we can see and experience his power working in and through different people. I want to say a hallelujah to that. So please, if that is you and you've been having that persistent nudging, please don't ignore it. Bring it to the attention and let's see how the Lord moves in our midst. Third, they learn to forgive others. They learn to forgive others. So they build their faith to conquer fear. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spend time in prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they learn to forgive others. Wasn't it Peter who jumped up and cut off the guy's ear? Wasn't it? That information is a bit hazy in my mind. But wasn't it Peter? Yeah, thank you. It was Peter who jumped up and cut off the guy's ear. They learned to forgive others. Learned to forgive others. In John 20, 23, Jesus told them, if you forgive another's sin or anyone's sin, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. The Bible is clear on the topic that harboring unforgiveness will hinder our prayers. The Bible is clear on that. Unforgiveness will provide a fertile ground for cultivating weeds like malice, hatred, slander, anger, all of them take root on this beautiful fertile ground called unforgiveness. And they spread wildly. And thus, we would not be able to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So ask yourself this question. Ask ourselves this question. What ground am I providing, Lord? Is my ground 
fertile for the growth of weeds because of unforgiveness? Or is it fertile for producing the fruit of the Spirit? That I can cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. Both one and the final one. They were willing to give what they had. They were willing to give what they had. The focus here is what you are having with you that you're willing to give. In Acts chapter 4 verse 32, they came and gave everything and they sold and shared. But the focus here is what, you're, what are you having that you're willing to give? And when you give that, God can use that to bless others. Paul and John, healing of the lame man. The lame man was asking for money. What was Paul? Sorry, Peter and John's response? Silver or gold have I none? But what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. What Peter and John did is they didn't carry money with them. They had the authority to give what they had and they gave it. Can you see? The fearful Peter and John now fearless tapping into their limitless potential. When Jesus was preaching to a large crowd, there was no food around. And who comes forward? A little boy. So even boys in our midst, girls in our midst, who don't look like us, who are different, can also bring something forward. I want to say that. Can also bring something forward to this family. The boy's willingness to give what he had, the five loaves and two fish made a difference. Jesus took that and multiplied and fed 5,000. And there were 12 baskets left over. Five loaves, two fish. Little boy. So dear children in our midst, there are any here? I can see a few. Whatever you have, bring it. The Lord will use it. The Lord will multiply it and use it to bless others. We are a family at Elam Chapel. And I know many of you willingly give of your time, talents and resources to bless each other. And the community locally and around the world. Through supporting missions and missionaries. Lord is taking, blessing and multiplying that giving. Hallelujah. Find out ways where you can willingly give what you have. Find out ways where you can willingly give what you have. Are there other ways you can be involved? Find out. You may be thinking, but I'm not competent. I'm not skilled. Doesn't matter. If you're willing to offer, you can see God taking and blessing it. Now I request the volunteers. You're wondering who are the volunteers? It's already been assigned. <laughs> no, I request the volunteers to hand out a short response card to jot down your response. So we talked about 
how did the different people tap into their limitless potential we talked about they spent time building faith to conquer fear they spent time in prayer to be filled with the holy spirit they learned to forgive others and they were willing to give what they had willing to give what they had this response card is for you to keep with you pray and act on this response card is for you to keep you're not going to share it with us but you're more than welcome to but it's for you to jot down there are pens in the pew if not if you don't have it on you but this is for you to keep pray and act on so take a few minutes to pray and ask the lord and find out one response for each question one response for each question a way to spend time reading and meditating on just the word of god what is a way i would find to spend time reading and meditating on just the word of god a way to make time to pray just one response that's all we don't need multitude just one how can i find a way to take or to make time to pray uninterrupted just one a way to cultivate the fruit of the spirit is there someone or people i need to forgive let's begin with one and finally an area within the church or in the community i can willingly give what i have i'll give you a few minutes please pray this is in line with what's written in the newsletter from the elders the church is looking for deacons the church is looking to fill 18 deacon positions remember now you are owners your family members how can you contribute you're looking for people to serve we're looking for people to be involved so ask yourself if you're already involved praise god if the lord is nudging you in other ways praise god for that too if you'd like to read it it's there please pick a copy as you go 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 outside uh it's in the foyer as well so i'm going to give you a few minutes to answer the questions a way to spend time reading and meditating on just the word of god a way to make time to pray a way to cultivate the fruit of the spirit is there someone or people i need to forgive an area within the church or in the community i can willingly give what i have take that response with you and if you would like prayer support in putting that into action let us know please let us know we want to be involved elders and other members will be around or you can email at the information found on your program card at the back all the information is here so please keep that with you hang on to that take the response card with you and if there is something in that response card that with prayer you have now jotted down and the lord is moving in your heart to share please use the contact information at the back 
to get in touch. Don't put it off for another day. Please don't. Because we are different people with limitless potential. Let's experience that. Let all the pews in this church be filled. And let that be our prayer. If you would like to willingly give what you have or to serve the church and the community, again, please contact us or you can use the serve card here. I know Justina already mentioned it to you, but it's right in front of you in your pews. Most of you have seen it. But now that you've heard this message and if something the Lord has placed in your heart, see what area you can be involved in. So, we are all different people, but one in Christ. We are all different people, but one in Christ. With limitless potential, together. We are all people, different people, one in Christ, with limitless potential, together. Hallelujah. God bless you all.